Is it possible that this dog is born without spots? Is this breed's howl heard the farthest? Did this dog escape from Cuba during Castro's revolution? Did this breed help Michelangelo paint the Sistine Chapel? Dogs 101 celebrates man's best friend. Today, the Siberian Husky, the Havanese, the Pomeranian, the Dalmatian, and we start with a dog that can jump farther than just about any other, the German Short-Haired Pointer. The German Short-Haired Pointer is known as the most versatile working dog. But did you know that the German Shorthair has also been elected mayor of all pets in Montclair, California? His opponent said he was dogmatic. And that another served alongside the Air Force in Operation Iraqi and Enduring Freedom, detecting bombs. These dogs can do it all. They've been used to pull sleds, they've been used to, you know, track, they've been used to hunt, they've been used to point. While pointers kept the Egyptians company 3,000 years ago, the German short-haired pointer was developed in the 19th century in, you guessed it, Germany. They were originally bred to be very versatile game hunters. The fact that they're so versatile tells you that this was a dog that somebody put a lot of energy into breeding, um, and it took a lot of different types of dogs to create the German short-haired pointer. It's thought the old Spanish pointer, the English pointer, the Dalmatian, Weimaraner, tracking hound, German bird dog, and the Vishla were put together to make the German short-haired pointer. They weren't bred for their looks, they were bred for their function, but they ended up by looking pretty spiffy too. Their coloring can be as varied as their abilities. Not sure what color your German short hair is? Check his nose, it'll match his coat. Liver-colored dogs have brown noses, and black dogs have a matching black snout. Pointers get their name from the pose they take when they've spotted game. Head down with a steady gaze, paw lifted, then tail up. The pointer takes on the shape of an arrow. All pointers were bred to do this instinctively. You will see that puppies as young as eight weeks old, if you drag a feather on the ground, will oftentimes chase that feather and then stop and point it. Bred for water retrieving, the German short-haired pointer has a short, flat, water-resistant coat that helps it maintain an even temperature. The German short-hair also has webbed feet to help it move through the water. The feet are a tight spoon shape. This keeps debris from between the toes. Heavy nails make this dog an all-terrain pooch. Short hairs can handle land, sea, and air. Have you seen this dog jump? German short hair pointers are among the most hyper breeds that I've ever dealt with. They are great at dog sports. They're amazing athletes. They can run and run and run. German short haired pointers are built to jump. They're very lean, putting less stress on their joints. Their power comes from their strong haunches, allowing them to launch themselves both up and out. Come on, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it! Tanner may be 10 years old, but he can jump like a kangaroo. This special short-haired pointer holds the Big Air world record for veteran dogs. He jumped an amazing 24 feet 6 inches. That's like clearing two cars parked back to back. Today, he's competing at the Doc Dogs Regional in Louisville, Kentucky, the first step in qualifying for the 2009 World Championship. Big Air is the long jump for dogs. After a running start down a 40-foot dock, they leap into the water to retrieve their toy. 
The distance of the jump is measured where the base of the tail hits the water, so that dogs both big and small have equal advantage. Doc Dogs is a zero discrimination program, any breed, any size, any mix. Sue Barnes began competing with her dog Tanner in 2005 when Doc Dogs came to their hometown of Des Moines, Iowa. Once he got in, he was shooting 17, 18, 19 footers all weekend, and we were addicted from day one. The most fun part is watching how much fun Tanner has. His tail never stops wagging. Labs are dominating today's event. Quasi, a black lab from Scottsville, Kentucky, is the dog to beat. And he's broken the big air indoor world record, a jump of 27 feet, three inches. The competition is fierce today. 165 teams are here, and Tanner is the oldest dog on the dock. Don't let his old age fool you. Tanner takes Down. the dock for his first jump. Down. And he scores a respectable 19 feet, 10 inches. Is Tanner eliminated? It's his second jump. Get it, get it, get it, get it. 20 feet qualifies him for the semi-pro finals. Between warm-ups and his qualifying round, Tanner has jumped more than a dozen times, and he's showing his age. Now, if we have any senior members in our audience, you might appreciate this next dog. There's only one more chance to pull ahead of the pack. Tanner needs to clear 20 feet to win. He takes to the dock. Sue sets his position, and Tanner awaits the command. Come on, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it! Final jump, 19 feet, 6 inches. Not enough for first, but this old man finishes a respectable third. Tanner and Sue are taking home a medal today after all. This weekend, Tanner made it to the semi-pro finals, and at the age of 10, we're very pleased to say that he made it to third place uh, against a bunch much younger dogs, so we're very proud of him. The German short-haired pointer is a boisterous, highly energetic dog that requires plenty of exercise. It's a huge myth that a hyper dog is the most difficult dog to train. The hyper dog is just the one that wants to be stimulated, that wants to work with a human being. While the German short-haired pointer is suited to all climates, it needs lots of exercise and room to roam. While they are great companions, they do require supervision with small children. German short-haired pointers do make good pets because they like to be in the company of people, but they're not the type of dog that you would get if you have a family of children because they're so energetic they might just knock them over. This robust breed lives a long life, generally free from health problems. It's not uncommon for them to reach 16 years old. Unlike other sporting dogs, German short hairs rarely suffer from hip dysplasia and joint problems. The coat that repels water also repels dirt, so this dog is an easy one to groom. Looks can be deceiving. This is a dog that sheds a lot, and it is um, very short hair that is oftentimes hard to get out of your clothing and your furniture. The all-terrain German short-haired pointer needs room to roam. It is a robust dog that has few health problems. It's an easy breed that requires minimal grooming. Highly intelligent German short-haired pointers require plenty of exercise and stimulus to keep them happy. And they're a great dog for families with active children. I love German short-haired pointers because I think that they are not only beautiful, but I love the fact that they're a dog that has a really independent spirit, but is also very trainable.
the Havanese. This tiny canine with a big heart has a taste for the good life. And it's no wonder. For centuries, these pampered pooches have adorned the laps of the rich and famous. Good boy. Queen Victoria owned two of the toy dogs, and Charles Dickens had one he affectionately called Tim. But Barbara Walters swears her Havanese is really something special. Her dog's name is Cha-Cha, and uh, she said that it told her, I love you. She announced that on The View, so maybe it can talk. There's no doubt that what the Havanese lacks in size, it makes up for in personality. It is a very lively dog, it is a very affectionate dog, and it is a very people-loving dog, and it is bred solely for companionship. The other thing that's good about the Havanese is they're not yappy and snappy like a lot of the toy breeds. The Havanese is an ancient breed whose origins can be traced to the Mediterranean as far back as the first century AD. These charming pets are believed to be members of the Bichon family and to have traveled aboard Spanish trade ships to Cuba in the early 16th century. When the Cuban Revolution broke out, 11 of the dogs fled to the United States with their well-to-do owners. That means all the Havanese in the U.S. today can be traced to 11 Havanese immigrants. While they're still considered rare, their popularity is growing. The Havanese is definitely in the top five breeds of dogs in New York City right now. In Cuba, the Havanese is the national dog and the country's only native breed, hence the name Havanese. Personable, as well as pretty, Havanese come in a rainbow of colors. Everything from black to white to chocolate to silver and any combination in between. But their most unique physical characteristic is their beautiful silky coat. Described as raw silk floss, the Havanese coat is wavy, soft, and bountiful, insulating the dog from the harsh tropical rays of its native land. It's a dog that should look like, um, it should look messy, it should look moppy. That's their characteristic. But some Havanese owners prefer to keep their dogs in shorter coats, necessitating even more trips to the groomer. Short-coated or long, the Havanese will bounce its way into your heart with its distinctive gait. The spring in the Havanese step is a result of having slightly shorter front legs than rear legs. That's all part of the charm, just like the breed's arched tail, which curls over its back. One lucky Havanese named Georgie gets a thrill each morning when she's whisked to work on the back of a Harley. Harnessed safely into her pet carrier, this little luxury lover goes everywhere with her owner, Jerry Riggs. Hey, cutie pie, what a good girl you are. This is her favorite part, popping her head out the last block. Jerry's the general manager of the Hotel Vintage Plaza. A pet-friendly hotel in Portland, Oregon. Realizing her potential, Jerry hired Georgie for a job she is uniquely qualified to do. Georgie's job is diva of pet relations, and she cares for our pet guests. She welcomes all the dogs that are arriving into the hotel. We are so glad you She does a little bit of everything. It's the perfect fit for this fashionista. We have to go play with our guests. Come on. Georgie's a diva because, well, she loves to shop for clothes. She likes leopard skin, animal print. She likes silk, and she loves organic cotton. She appreciates a good manicure, too. But this clothes hound isn't totally self-centered. 
she raised nearly $3,000 hosting the hotel's pet fashion show and donated the proceeds to Oregon Dog Rescue. She was walking around, smiling the whole time, greeting like a hostess would. Georgie's not just a socialite either, but like most hotel executives, she finds marketing meetings tedious. <laughs> they said they didn't have the equipment that they needed. It's going to have Zoe. Oh. Yeah, Zoe. Okay. Oh, so, so. Assistant General Manager Marianne Moissant has only praise for her canine colleague. She never misses a day. She always is on time. When Georgie greets four-legged visitors at check-in, Marianne says both dogs and their human companions feel more welcome. They'll tell us how happy they are to see a dog that they can greet and pet and that is happy to see them. Natural companion animals to humans, Havanese get along well with dogs too. Before any canine visitors arrive at the hotel, Georgie makes sure they receive their complimentary amenities. Good job. But it's at the hotel's daily wine reception where Georgie really turns on the charm. While her canine pals enjoy treats and sample clothing from the hotel's woof-woof chest, two-legged guests schmooze and admire Georgie's graciousness. We love to come here because we're always treated like royalty by Princess Georgie. Georgie's a great host because she's always willing to come over and hang out. She's a party girl. <laughs> but even partying comes at a price. She has asked for a raise, so we are stepping up the treats. Just like Georgie, Havanese are best suited to indoor living. These are perfect city and apartment dogs. They need a moderate amount of daily exercise, but can adapt to most environments. If you want to have it in the country and take it for long walks in the woods, keep in mind that that coat is ideal for picking up debris, which means when you get home, you need to thoroughly brush them out. You can say that again. If you own a Havanese, you better become good friends with a brush and use it several times each week. You don't want to brush your dog. This is not the dog for you. As for their health, the breed is prone to developing cataracts. They may suffer from progressive retinal atrophy, a genetic condition that can cause blindness. But training them shouldn't be too tough as long as you provide them with lots of positive reinforcement. What's nice about the Havanese is they can be house trained, which is huge for a toy breed of dog. That means no surprises inside the house. They blend into family life well, but younger children may require supervision. The long and the short of it is that the Havanese is an ideal apartment dog. They may suffer from some eye problems like cataracts. They require frequent grooming. They're trainable, but prefer a gentle hand. And as long as small children are supervised, their mild manner makes them a good family dog. It seems that this little dog from Havana is destined to keep winding its way into people's hearts. Lovable, kind of quirky looking, medium-sized white dogs with spots all over. And the spots are really, really all over. Spots everywhere. In fact, if you open their mouths, you might be surprised to see that they actually have spots in their mouths. But guess what? When they're born, they have no spots. Dalmatians are actually born all white, and then the spots develop as they mature. You know, they're cute, they're mascotish. Believe it or not, George Washington was the first breeder for Dalmatians that we know of in the United States. 
The Dalmatian. It's the dog famous for riding along on the fire truck. I would have to guess that firemen like to hang out with Dalmatians because they are great attention grabbers. Most firemen grab my attention anyway, but... It's the dog hanging with the Clydesdales, protecting the beer. And it's the dog who hit the big time with Disney's 101 Dalmatians movies. But with the Dalmatians' fame came a price. Owners getting the dogs thought they would be just like the sweet, loving creatures they saw in the movies. But guys, that's Hollywood. There was a lot of indiscriminate breeding, sort of puppy mill type stuff. There are issues with temperament and uh, aggression. But not all Dalmatians are problem dogs. With the right breeding and training, these eye-catching animals can be great pets. The Dalmatian's origins are actually a little bit hazy. It's a really ancient breed. Some people think that it may go all the way back to Egypt. In the beginning, those polka dot hounds were bred as war and guard dogs. This is one of the, well, I think the only breed of dog that was bred for what they call coaching. They would run alongside the stage coaches and they would clear the crowds out of the way. These society dogs went from protecting rich people in horse-drawn carriages to protecting horse-drawn fire trucks. Although they don't run along the sides of fire trucks anymore, they basically are wonderful mascots for the firehouse. For a few reasons, these dogs really stand out. First, very obvious, the spots on their coats, which range from the size of a dime to a half dollar. Ever wonder how many spots the dogs can have? Well, that can vary too, from just a few to almost total spot coverage. Another cool quality, their stocky body and strong muscles, which give them the power to run and run for miles on end. They're very, very active dogs. In fact, if you're a jogger or a runner, a Dalmatian is gonna hit the spot. They do like to run away, and they have what's called selective hearing. So you can say, come, come here, come here, and they just don't hear you. Yep, these dogs can be independent and stubborn. But don't be fooled, these rambunctious hounds are super smart. They're amazing dogs, and they're really intelligent. And because they're really intelligent, they seem to sometimes think that they know that they're boss and not you. So you just have to make sure that you start early, consistent, patient training when they're puppies. And that's what the folks up here in Saranac Lake, New York, are doing with their newest addition to the Firehouse family. I like this little one because they're all unique and she's just like one of us. This is Smokey. She's just four months old. Firefighter Rick Yorkie, whose dad was fire chief here, has been with the department since 1985. And he says this little girl has a lot to learn. Well, we just got her. She's, uh, she's still young. She's, uh, she's just learning. She's uh, really wild. She was on the table and ate the blueberry pie. The firehouse can be a busy place with an average of three calls a day. And after a harrowing rescue, coming back and seeing a cute little spotted doggy can be quite comforting. Julie Harjong knows. You know, after a bad call where people are exhausted, people are, you know, just, just drained, to be able to come back and get greeted by the dog kind of really gives you that uh, rekindling of spirit. He has to earn this uniform. you got to grow into it so you can march with us in parades. He's underneath her. Yep, Smokey's got to earn her spots in the heart of these guys because she's the sixth Smokey to live here. 
all the dogs have been loved, but none like Smokey Five. Always by Rick's side, even away from the firehouse, Smokey Five was definitely Rick's best friend. She used to show her teeth. We thought it, was, it looked scary, but it was actually a smile. She'd meet you at the top of the stairs. However, after 13 years, Smokey Five went blind and then suffered kidney failure. And so it was unfortunately time to put her down. Oh, it was sad. It was a real sad day. It's tough. You get attracted to them so much. It's, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. I just miss the old dog. And... and as much as they all missed Smokey Five, they knew they needed to get a Smokey Six. But the dog they got was deaf in one ear. In fact, one in three Dalmatians have hearing issues. But with Smokey Six, they overlooked it because of the dog's birth date. I don't know if it's just a coincidence, but they were born on October 21st, which happened to be the same date the dog we just had put down was born. So I don't know if that was the other dog telling us to go get it. Smokey's our newest supervisor. But Smokey is not just a cute firehouse mascot. She has an important job here. Assisting Julie while teaching the kids in town fire safety. What number do we call if there's a fire? 911. That's awesome. And when Smokey Six gets older, she will demonstrate just like the other dogs did how to stop, drop, and roll. Fire prevention rocks! And after a long day's work, Smokey snuggles in with her main man, Rick. And while this Smokey obviously loves firehouse living, the ideal location for most Dalmatians would be in a warm climate with lots of running room. To have this dog as an apartment dweller in a city is just completely crazy. As for training, start early, just like they're doing with little Smokey. And full-grown 40-poundish Dalmatians are sort of cat-like in cleanliness with little grooming. And if you decide to get a Dalmatian, Ask for a raise, because these dogs can have health issues. Bladder stones can cause a lot of problems, so they need to be fed a special diet. But most importantly, if you do get a Dalmatian, make sure these bundles of energy fit your lifestyle. In general, Dalmatians need lots of running room. They can have health issues, like deafness. Dalmatians are easy to groom and trainable, can make good family pets for active families. I like this little girl because she's going to take some of the pain away from the previous dogs we lost, and she's going to be just as good as they were. Now it's time to play Pick the Pooch. Members of this medium-sized herding breed live long, highly active lives. And in fact, one of these dogs holds the record for world's oldest canine. Can you guess which breed it is? Which dog broke the world's record for oldest pup on the planet? It was an Australian cattle dog named Bluey who lived for almost 30 years. That's nearly 210 human years. Originally bred from the native Australian dingo, this breed usually lives two to five years longer than the average canine. Did you know that Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel with a Pomeranian at his side? Often called a palm, it's one of only three canines to survive the sinking of the Titanic. 
The stereotypical Pomeranian is going to be small and yappy and excited and energetic and a great pet to their parents. I think Pomeranians are definitely one of the cutest dogs out there. They're hard to resist. Weighing an average four to six pounds, these irresistible little dogs once weighed over seven times that weight. Older Pomeranians were actually about 30 pounds and they were white. Yep, that's really a Pomeranian. And then they were bred down to the size you see today. The person responsible for downsizing this dog was England's Queen Victoria. She loved Pomeranians. In the late 1800s, she established her own kennel and began importing smaller palms of all colors and created her perfect lapdog. The Pomeranian actually is a descendant of sled dogs from Iceland and Lapland. And believe it or not, this little dog's ancestors include these heavyweights, the Alaskan Malamute, the Samoyed, the Siberian Husky, and the Kazon. While the today's Pomeranian certainly can't pull a sled, it's a miniaturized version of those dogs. They're very vivacious, and most people know them for their very cute little face and then this big, huge puffball of fur. One of the most identifiable characteristics of the Pomeranian is their abundant double coat. It's made up of a long, harsh, textured outer coat that covers a soft, dense undercoat. Their triangle-shaped ears contribute to the foxy look of this breed. They actually have tiny little straight-up ears that sometimes can be difficult to see because of their plush coat. The tail is heavily feathered and is set high and lies flat on its back. Underneath that very fluffy coat and very cute face, these are very athletic dogs that excel at a lot of different dog sports, including agility, fly ball, and obedience. This is truly a big dog personality in a little dog package. They are just uh, lots of personality and they demand attention, they demand pampering. Pomeranian owner Tammy Cassis is no stranger to pooch pampering. My dogs are my life. I would do anything for them. You might say I live for my dogs. I have four dogs, but Darla has a special place in my heart. Darla is Tammy's 13-year-old Pomeranian that she's been spoiling since puppyhood. She needs to be loved and pampered like a little princess that she is. Tammy used to let Darla run free in her backyard, but in an instant, dangerous wildlife near her home changed everything. One evening I took Darla to go potty outside and right before my eyes an owl swooped down on her. She doesn't even know how close she came to death. After Darla almost lost her life to a swooping owl, Tammy decided that her dog should have their own place. Not just any doghouse would do for her Pomeranian. I wanted to build an elaborate, um, exquisite doggy mansion and at no cost was I going to sacrifice that. Tammy had an exact replica of her French country house built, right down to the shingles, the paint color, and even the front porch. Everything had to match. Do we have any mail today? And Tammy didn't stop with the outside. She wanted the inside to be just as elaborate for Darla and her siblings. They had to have everything in which I felt I needed if I was a dog. Darla, you done playing? You want to go inside now? Okay, let's go. 
She modeled the interior after a French boutique, complete with air conditioning, heating, a ceiling fan, hardwood floors, drapery with valances, and Darla's very own bedroom niche with a leopard bed. And what doghouse would be complete without its own flower garden and an enclosed dog run? They're very spoiled, what can I say? This 88-square-foot doghouse is 8 feet wide and spans 11 feet high. But Darla's doggy mansion didn't come cheap. The average price range for our doghouses run anywhere from $6,000 to upwards of $35,000. I've spent probably $22,000. There's no price you can put on life and happiness. What does Darla think of all this? I know the doghouse it's very special to my dogs. It is their safe haven. I feel very fortunate that I'm able to provide um, the kind of lifestyle that I feel that they deserve. So what's next for Tammy? I'm always thinking of ways to improve the puppy's house and their lifestyle. So I'm looking at doing awnings for their windows and a high definition TV so that they can watch other animals during their, their rest time inside their house. I'm gonna spoil my dog to the very end. There's nothing I wanna do for them. Right, Dola? If you're thinking of pampering a Pomeranian, there are a few things to consider. These dogs are quite versatile and they can live just about anywhere. Just don't confuse their size with their energy level. They still need a daily walk. They're also known to bark excessively, so it's important for owners to work on barking issues early on. This is a dog who, if you don't focus its energy, you're going to be getting a lot of um, notes from your neighbors saying that your dog is keeping them awake at night. Pomeranians live 12 to 15 years and are prone to early tooth loss. Feeding them dry food is recommended. They also suffer from luxating patellas or slipping kneecaps. And that's where the kneecap, which sits in the middle of the femur, which is your big, large thigh bone, rides in and out. It shifts and falls over. So you'll see a lot of these dogs kind of skip. Um, and sometimes that needs to be corrected surgically. Palms are heavy and constant shedders, so daily grooming is a must with this breed to avoid tangling and matting. Check the ears. Make sure the nails are trimmed back and make sure to go see your professional groomer every four to six weeks. Pomeranians are very happy-go-lucky dogs that crave human companionship. This is a great lap dog. This is a great dog that's going to sit next to you on the couch and it wants to be stroked and petted the whole time. They're great dogs for just about anyone. However, they're not recommended for families with young children because of their fragile frame. You don't want a child picking up a Pomeranian and accidentally dropping it on the floor. Training should start early and be consistent. They are very intelligent, but they are headstrong. And so they're not the easiest dogs to train. So in general, Pomeranians can live anywhere as long as they get exercise. They're prone to tooth loss and luxating patellas and need regular grooming. And if they're trained early on, they can make great family dogs. A group of Siberian Huskies saved Nome, Alaska. That's quite an accomplishment for a dog. That's right, in 1925, a killer diphtheria outbreak crippled the town. Teams of Siberian Huskies mushed through a blinding blizzard to deliver life-saving serum. The lead dog, Balto, is even memorialized with a statue in New York's Central Park. Huskies are the strong, silent type, but boy, can they howl. A 
husky's howl can be heard up to 10 miles away. And they're a real dog of a dog. I mean, not a toy dog, not a pretend dog. This is a real dog. As its name implies, the Siberian Husky is from the extreme northeast of Siberia. The Chukchi people developed this dog to work in harsh Arctic conditions. Huskies were brought to America by way of Alaska in 1909. This is the quintessential sled dog. They love to be out in the cold weather and they love to be pulling sleds. This breed has striking eyes. There are several color variations, including mixed, but icy blue eyes are most prevalent. And always, this is a dog built for the Arctic. Well-furred toes insulate from sub-zero temperatures. Strong claws provide traction. These dogs are also great at digging. It can be a nuisance sometimes in a garden, but they will dig a little hole and can in the snow and can get down under the wind. This dog has a double-layered coat so dense, Arctic chills are no sweat. And it allows them to withstand temperatures that some people have reported to be as low as up to like minus 50 or 60. The Siberian Husky has also developed an uncanny ability. This dog can change its metabolism. Scientists still don't understand exactly how that works. They can race for hours and hours, burning energy but reserving their fat stores, so it prevents them from getting fatigued. They're so well-equipped for extreme conditions that Huskies will sometimes seek out their own adventures. Doug Daschle knows firsthand about that independent Husky spirit. His Siberian Husky, Moon, showed signs early on of being an adventurer. I've had several instances in which she'd gotten away from me. She loved to travel. One day that wild streak took hold of Moon. Doug stopped at a rest area after a camping trip with his Husky. They were about 80 miles from home in a particularly harsh part of Nevada. Doug tied a leash to Moon, but he didn't make sure it was secured to the truck. She uh, took off on him. She was gone. Hours passed. Doug had no choice but to head back to town. Along the way, he scoured the landscape for any sign of his dog. I was feeling particularly upset, depressed, and at the same time very angry that the class <laughs> did not flow. For a domesticated animal, chances of surviving in any wilderness are slim at best. And wilderness doesn't come tougher than central Nevada. This is hard, unforgiving country. After the desert, two impenetrable mountain ranges lay between Moon and home. Moon's vet tech, Jennifer Doherty, took the news of the missing Siberian Husky with a heavy heart. I know that Doug was really discouraged because I know he loves his dogs. I tried to remain optimistic, but I didn't think she was going to come back. But somewhere out in the high desert, Moon was making her way home. She'll need more than a brave heart to surmount this wilderness, though.
the Siberian Husky is in a heap of trouble. She's 80 miles deep into the high desert of Nevada, lost and hungry, trying to get home. The only way for Moon to survive is to live off the land. Her husky hunter instincts are tested to the limit. Moon's vet tech, Jennifer Doherty, knows how impossible this terrain can be. There's a lot of challenges that a lost animal experiences. They don't have someone just putting a bowl in front of them, so they have to actually go back to their roots and capture their meals themselves. Meanwhile, 80 miles away in Ely, Moon's owner, Doug, had lost hope. It had been seven days with no sign of Moon. I had begun to think that she was gone and I would never see her again. The only one who didn't give up was Moon. The Husky kept fighting through 80 miles of harsh wilderness. Moon focused on just one thing, getting home. Seven days and 80 miles later, a tired, thin, dirty bundle of fur stumbled into downtown Ely. A good Samaritan spotted the disheveled dog, knew something was wrong, and checked the tags Moon wore. And for Doug, that would lead to the best phone call he ever received. I was probably one of the happiest men on the planet. You know, I'm just like, wow, good things do happen. The celebration was short-lived. Moon was weak. Seven days in the desert had taken a toll, and Doug feared for her life. He immediately brought Moon to the vet. But given all Moon went through, vet tech Jennifer was pleasantly surprised by Moon's condition. I thought Moon was going to be in a lot worse shape when we saw her. It goes to show that Huskies, they're survivors, but she did have a bit of an odor to her. <laughs> Moon was treated for parasites from the wild animals she ate. Otherwise, she received a clean bill of health, and Moon was finally able to complete her journey home. She went and got in the truck just like she always does, and then uh, we went home. Moon's adventure may have been in keeping with this breed's hard-headed reputation, but in general, Siberian Huskies can be trained. Just don't try to outsmart them. They're smart enough to figure out, hmm, you know, maybe I don't want to do this today, where other dogs are just going to go with the flow. Huskies need plenty of space to expend their considerable energy. These dogs were bred to work in the Arctic. I usually don't recommend them for tropical, subtropical areas. That dense double coat demands attention. You need to make sure that you groom them at least weekly because they do have a very dense undercoat and you don't want that to get matted. Though robust, this dog does have a few health issues. Huskies have uh, issues with their hips. They can also have some eye problems too. This is a pack-oriented animal. Siberian Huskies have an affinity for children and they make a wonderful family pet. There are a lot of breed variations, but in general, the Siberian Husky does better in colder climates. They have some hip and eye problems, but are generally healthy. A weekly brushing is recommended. Training Huskies requires patience. The Siberian Husky loves to be part of a pack and will fit in well with the right family. So to recap, the German short-haired pointer is an energetic hunter bred to do one thing very well. When it senses game, it freezes, lifts a front leg, 
and points to the bird with its nose. Even puppies who have never seen a bird can point, even if it's at a squeaky toy. The Havanese came into America from Cuba when Castro took power. Today, it's growing in popularity as a companion dog thanks to celebrities like Barbara Walters. The Dalmatian was popular with firemen until a little Disney movie called 101 Dalmatians. Then everybody wanted one of these amazing spotted dogs. Pomeranians today are little lap dogs, but in the 1800s, they were large, close relatives of rough and tumble sled dogs. Siberian Huskies were the northern sled dogs that saved the town of Nome, Alaska. They have a mysterious way of controlling their metabolism, which allows them to run for extreme distances. Remember, each individual dog is unique and may not conform to breed standards. If you're adopting a dog, do your homework and check out PetFinder.com to search for specific breeds near you. Choose your next best friend wisely.